and this is on fire agar and today
Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Uh, once again, here comes Pastor Francis uh, from Kenya, uh, ministering with Grace Covenant Church in Kiambu County. And uh, I thank God for the privilege to be able to serve him. Um, good evening, my dear listener. Today we shall uh, look at the book of Romans chapter 4. And today we are uh, looking at the justification part 2. Uh, we shall read from verse 1. The Bible says, What then shall we say? that Abraham our father has found according to the flesh. For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now, to him who works, the wages are not counted as grace, but as debt. But to him who does not work, but believe on him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is accounted for righteousness. Just as David also describes the blessedness of the man to whom God imputes righteousness apart from works. Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord shall not impute sin. Raise the name of the Lord. Now, the book of Romans chapter 4 uh, beginning from verse 1, he is asking a very serious question. What then shall we say that Abraham our father has found according to the flesh? That is the question. We shall be able to look at that question. Verse 2 says, For Abraham was justified by works. No, but for if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. Now, the Bible here is helping us to see something. That um, Abraham was not justified before God because of good works, or because of the work he did according to the flesh. But the question here is, what then shall we say that Abraham our father has found according to the flesh? Surely, when you look at Abraham according to the flesh, he was a great man. When you go back to the book of uh, Genesis chapter 14, you will find that Abraham had gone uh, to fight against four kings who had invaded against five kingdoms. And he had gone there to rescue his nephew, and his family because they were stolen from Sodom and Gomorrah. Now, there's something that is not so much often mentioned about him, and that is about his authority, his, uh, his leadership. The Bible says that Abraham took with him 300 trained soldiers to go and fight against four kings. Let me ask you a question. If you are not a king, would you be able to dare to go fight against four kings? If you are not a kingdom, would you wage war against four kingdoms? <laughs> the answer is no. What that tells you 
is that according to the flesh, Abraham was a king. He, has a, he had a kingdom, but the Bible does not speak so much of this. For him to have acquired 300 trained soldiers, I'm trying to imagine that there is a camp in his, in his own nation uh, that trains such kind of soldiers, and that these soldiers have their own families. So Abraham indeed um, was an incredible leader, and he had authority over so many human beings as well. He had this confidence that he can fight against four kings and bring Lot and, 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 and his family alive. And that is amazing. Now, when you continue looking at that chapter, he did not just try, but he went and fought against those kings and those kingdoms, and he brought uh, a Lot and his family and the spoils that were taken from Sodom and Gomorrah, he also came with them. Is that not so amazing? Um, that is where now in that chapter 14, uh, towards the end, God sent Melchizedek to meet with Abraham to encourage him uh, because he came uh, with the blood and wine to basically give Abraham fellowship that was needed for him to be encouraged. That is the type of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Now, Abraham, when you look at the book of Genesis again, chapter 25, after the death of his wife Sarah, he took Keturah to be his wife, and Keturah was able to, uh, uh, to bear, uh, uh, to give Abraham six children. Amazing. <laughs> this old man who waited for so long for God to bless him with the promised son, and that is Isaac, uh, it's like God revived his strength thereafter, that now he could marry another woman, and therefore uh, bring forth uh, uh, six more children. Amazing. And, 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 and you can imagine, if by the time Isaac was coming, or Israel was coming from Egypt, was a whole nation, men alone were 600,000. That is to say, it's a community of roughly around uh, two point something or three million. When they are coming back now to Canaan, now uh, look at all these other people that now uh, Abraham is, um, uh, is giving birth with Ketula. It, it is another lot of community. You would imagine that now when they are coming back to Canaan, this is the community that now stands against them. It's amazing. Think about God. God is so amazing. But then the, the question that we are looking at here is in verse 1. What then shall we say that Abraham our father found according to the flesh? What did he found? What did Abraham found according to the flesh? Ishmael came into existence according to the flesh, right? Keturah bring forth now six sons who brings another community that according to the flesh we see that Abraham is a father of so many, many Gentiles. Is that not so? What has Abraham found according to the flesh? There is so much indeed that he has found uh, to the degree that the Bible says that um, if Abraham 
has something to, uh, if Abraham was justified according to works, then he has something to boast about, but not before God. So this man, before men, is a man uh, who, you know, is a very powerful man. Abraham he was a very powerful man before men. Because, you see, uh, Ishmael, he, he bring, uh, Ishmael brings forth another great nation. And God, when he was, when, when Abraham was sending uh, his son Ishmael, prior to that, there was, a, there was trouble in that marriage because uh, Sarah wanted the, the woman and the child to go. But Abraham was troubled by that. Therefore, God said, because, because um, he is your son, I will also bless him. I will make him into a great nation. So therefore, Ishmael was chased away, but he was blessed. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. So going forward, you will see a great nation out there that came from the ruin of Abraham. Wow. So according to the flesh, Abraham is a very great man. He has something to boast, but not before God, but before men. Now, the Bible does not focus on the flesh side of Abraham because it is full of weakness, it is full of contradictions, it is full of challenges. But now the Bible focuses on the side of faith. In verse 3, the Bible says, For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Praise the name of the Lord. When Abraham believed in God, that despite the fact that he was an old man, his wife was old as well, but he accepted what God was saying. Actually, it is recorded in, in some verses down there. In, um, in, in, in verses 18, rather, let's read from verse 17. The Bible says, that this is, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him who, of whom be, he believed. God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did, who, contrary to hope, in hope believed, so that he became the father of many nations, according to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead, since he was about 100 years old, and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. And being fully convinced that that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. And therefore, it was accounted to him for righteousness. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, this part, Abraham, the Bible says in verse 3, that uh, the scripture says that Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. What did Abraham believe? What is this particular part that the, that the Bible and God is focusing on? The part when Abraham heard what God is saying, uh, even though it was beyond his ability, he was, uh, he, he, he was now over a hundred years. His wife also was completely old. He did not consider the deadness 
of, of the womb of his wife, neither did he consider also the deadness of his sexuality. He did not do that. Praise the name of the Lord. What did Abraham do? Abraham uh, did not waver in, the, in his faith. He looked unto him who is giving the promise, and that is God. And he believed that just as he is promising, he is the one who is going to make it happen. That is faith. And the Bible says that Abraham had hope against hope. What does that mean? That there was no hope in him being able uh, uh, to, uh, to reproduce. There was no hope in his wife being able to uh, produce a child. But even then, he trusted that what God was saying is true, and so he believed. And as a result of accepting it, the Bible says that he was accounted for righteousness. Praise the name of the Lord. That was deposited into his account. It was accounted into him for righteousness. Praise the name of the Lord. So that now, verse 4 says, Now to him who works, the, wage, the wages are not counted as grace, but as debt. But to him who does not work, but believes on him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is accounted for righteousness. Now, these two verses are very important because they're helping us to understand that as far as uh, grace is concerned, then our works are not needed. Whoever works then, whatever he receives is a wage. If you have been working for a whole month and you have been working because of an agreed uh, uh, amount of salary, then your boss failed to pay you on time, you have the right to go on strike. You have the right to go on the street and shout, my right, my right, and my right. And that is what many people do who are employed. But, um, and, but, but when you receive that wage, you are not obligated to bow before that person and say thank you, because that is your wage. It is what you have worked for. That is not grace. You are receiving a wage for what you have done. But, but, but for this person who does not work, only believes in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is accounted for righteousness. What that means is that Abraham, though looking so powerful according to the flesh, but all that he has accumulated through the flesh is not seen as faith. But this point of believing that God has given him a promise of a child, even at his old age, uh, and accepting it to be true, then he is considered to be righteous for believing in what which does not practically exist. And that is faith. Faith basically is a um, uh, substance of things that, um, uh, that are hoped for and an evidence of things that have not yet existed. Praise the name of Jesus. And therefore, we are seeing something here very important that um, there is a work, there is a work of, uh, there is a work here, there's somebody who has done some work, and therefore what he's receiving is a wage. But there's somebody who has not worked, but now what he's receiving here is justification, because he has just believed only on God. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, when we put our faith in God right now, we have never seen Jesus with our eyes, we have never seen the apostles with our eyes, neither have we ever seen God. But when we believe that it is God who justifies the ungodly, 
then we are also considered righteous. When we believe that it is God who sent Jesus and that Jesus was his only son, when we believe that God sent him to die for our sin on the cross, when we believe that it's God who raised him from the dead, we are also considered righteous. Praise the name of the Lord. That is faith. And going forward, even after we have received him uh, by faith, as we continue in the faith, God is also freely able to manifest his power and glory upon our life. So, my dear listener, put your trust in God and let him be God in your life. Abraham, despite of his old age, he believed in God and God was able to consider him a righteous man. It doesn't matter what you have gone through in life. It doesn't matter what, uh, your, your, what is there in your past, but the time has come for you now to look ahead and to look at the one who is giving the promise. And the one who is giving the promise here is God. He is able to fulfill all his promises. Even as the Bible says in the book of Second Corinthians chapter 1, that all his promises are yes and amen. God bless you so much, my listener, even as you uh, decide uh, uh, to put your trust in God in whatever situation, in whatever circumstance, because God is real and he is able. Amen. I'll pray with you. Everlasting Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you and I honor your name. You are a mighty God. You are a great I am. You are so real. There is nothing whatsoever to compare with you beyond the blues or under the sun. You are the only true God, the only one who should be worshipped, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the God who was and who is and who shall be forever. Thank you so much for your word. It is helping us to see how indeed we should not waver in our faith and how indeed we should be able to trust in you who justifies their ungodly. Regardless of what they have done in the past, O oh God, the moment they put their faith in you, you turn them into righteousness. And that is basically what you do because you are sovereign and supreme. Be glorified, therefore, as you bring about your transformation upon the heart and the mind of my listeners, O God, even through the same word. God Almighty, may your grace sufficiently provide unto each one of them according to uh, the, riches, uh, the riches of your mercies in glory. Thank you for your divine protection upon my listeners. Thank you, my God, for your um, revelation, O King of glory. Thank you, Jehovah, because you're willing to guide them uh, to see things through your way, because that is the way forward. I want to thank you all together even for this uh, ministry of On Fire Agape Ministry Radio. The Lord, you may continue to bless and expand their boundaries. Your divine protection is what I speak of, um, uh, over this ministry in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray and declare that, that many, many souls, Lord, will be transformed as a result, King of glory, of this word that is being spoken by different ministers over this channel. O oh Lord, to the glory and honor of your name. Father, thank you for who you are. Be magnified once more. In Jesus' name we do pray and believe. Amen. God bless you so much, my listener, and continue to keep it right here on On Fire Agape Ministry Radio. Amen. All to Jesus I surrender All to Him I free.
trust Him in His presence daily surrender all I surrender 